The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, the trend continues around here. Never a dull moment, and hopefully at the end of this day, we won't have more breaking news after this edition of Mix Shots. This is a Thursday edition of Mix Shots. Bill Jones, along with Mickey Spagnola, inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. And we've got Everson Walls. He is hard at work jotting notes down as we speak. It's all that research that he has done the last 24 hours. Hello, Everson. How are you doing? That's our guy. Hey, I'm doing well. I just want to let you guys know, I have an adjustment to my uh, sack count. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a Sports Illustrated jinx yesterday, as Everson yesterday said that his pick-to-click was Demarcus Lawrence, that he'll have two sacks of Justin Herbert. Well, I guarantee. <laughs> that's right. You write it down. <laughs> write it right. down. So he's going to make an adjustment on that prediction, and uh, it's again, it continues a trend that started back last Friday when it was after we signed off uh, from mixed shots that we learned about the Lyle Collins uh, five-game suspension. Of course, Michael Gallup was ruled out for about three to five weeks at that point, too. And then Monday, I think it was, when the Randy Gregory uh, yes, COVID, COVID. Uh, occurred. And uh, and then, of course, yesterday it's Demarcus Lawrence. And uh, Mickey, you can start us off with an update on uh, what you know as, uh, as uh, Demarcus with the fractured foot uh, had to undergo surgery. So I, I, I laugh when I hear fractured foot. Is it like the whole foot just kind of cracks in half? Uh, by the way, before you get into it, we should also point out that Mickey kind of tipped this off at the end of yesterday's show because Demarcus Lawrence was scheduled to meet with the media after practice yesterday, which coincided basically with the end of the show, and you peered outside and you saw that Demarcus was not... Something didn't smell. Yeah, it's it. like, you know, when you've been doing this long enough, sometimes you're in Tennis when, just kind of go up when Lawrence moves, uh, when Lawrence because moves, because the injury occurred after the open yes, uh, yes. Se- open session for the they media were, as they far were as in, uh, actually they they were in some sort of drill Mike McCarthy said they were doing one on one pass rush and he came around turned the corner and fractured the fifth metatarsal in his right foot and guess what Everson. Mickey has experience with a fractured fifth metatarsal in his foot. Imagine that. I did it 20 years ago. Well, see, now Spags. No, oh, oh, I thought it was when Spags got hit by a car. No, 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 no. This was 20 years ago. This was 20 years ago playing tennis. Um, But anyway, I'll get to that in a second. You're definitely not tougher then if you were playing tennis. Yeah, right. Sorry, I can't get Um, it. So he he ends he ends up fracturing the fifth metatarsal uh, in his right foot. So that's the the bone on the outside that goes up into your little toe, and. In 2014, uh, end of training camp, he fractured the fifth metatarsal in his right foot. So this is two 
for this one. Uh, when he left practice on the injury report, he left as limited foot, and by morning it was surgery, fifth metatarsal. Uh, and what they do is um, they put a little screw in there to help facilitate a faster uh, healing of that very small bone. Uh, but it's a very it, when when you hear somebody breaks a bone in their foot, it's usually the fifth metatarsal for some reason. You never break any of the others, it seems like, unless somebody stomps on you. Uh, so yeah, for him, you know, I remember when when we got back to the star and, and I mean at the ranch, and I remember sitting there talking to him about that fifth metatarsal, and he was in a boot and. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember if they – I think they did surgery back then. So he ended up – and remember, the IR rules were different. So I believe he missed eight games. Um, and then Which came was the back minimum and amount of time the, at that point. And that was yeah. the minimum, right, yeah. at that point. Uh, so here's the deal, and, and, and here's my experience. So when I fractured mine, um, Dr. Fowler – uh, was uh, was the one who uh, x-rayed it, which is real funny. And this is not funny, but you're going to laugh. So because the, it's Mickey. The x-ray, tech, <laughs> the x-ray technician, I'm, sit, I'm sitting in the room, right? And the guy comes in and puts the x-ray up on the screen, and he's looking at it, and all of a sudden he goes, oh, yeah, there it is, right there. It was like celebrating. He found where the fracture was. I was like, no, this is not a celebration, right? So... Dr. Fowler, who's one of the Cowboys. So wait, that's Dr. Fowler. I will, I will uh, make assistant. sure not go yeah. there if I ever yeah, the, the, break my... No, he didn't do it. His assistant too did happy it. to yeah. find it. But Dr. Fowler is right. one of the Cowboys' assistant uh, doctors. And he comes in and kind of explains it. You know, we're going to put you in a boot. And he goes, now, if your livelihood depended on your foot, we would do surgery, put a screw in there, and you probably could get back and play four weeks, maybe six. But since you're not an athlete, then uh, you're out for two months. <laughs> oh. <laughs> since clearly you're not an athlete right. just looking well, at you. And I think he, he meant he a professional athlete. He took a good look at you. I think he meant a professional athlete. <laughs> no, no, athlete. he took a good look at you when you first walked into the office and said, this guy, he's a lost cause. That's what he said. <laughs> so I'm thinking – since they did the surgery on Lawrence, the soonest he could get back is that first game after the bye. That would be, I think, the you know the best that could happen. So that would be, what five ga- five games plus the bye week plus the bye week plus the week to get ready for the next game. So that's almost sounds seven. familiar. Sounds yeah. So sounds, sounds just like uh, sounds just like Collins. Yeah, yeah with his suspension. So now here are the Cowboys going into a game where they're going to need some pressure on Justin Herbert, the best quarterback that Gil Brandt has ever seen, <laughs> and they're without probably their two starting defense events. Randy Gregory still in every the time, protocol. Every time we play somebody, they are the best we've ever seen. I'm the first Tom Brady. <laughs> now you're saying this guy is better than Tom Brady now. So here we go. Every week is going to be somebody's the best at. I just quoted your buddy Gill. That's all. <laughs> My buddy. And he was only a junior in college at that time, too. By the way. Yeah. And and. Well, hey, you know Gill Brand. That's a good call now. Gill, Gill. I talk trash about Gill, but 
That is a great call, and he's always had a great, great eye for talent, and he was not wrong. And it was the best prospect that he has seen. Probably, yeah, yes. Best quarterback prospect that yeah. he has seen. He wasn't yeah, predicting he wasn't that he's going to be the greatest to, quarterback of all time. He wasn't comparing him to right. Roger Staubach or Bart Starr or Joe Montana. Okay, so what moves have been made uh, in order to accommodate this injury? Actually, none yet. Okay. Demarcus Lawrence is still on the what is a 52-man roster. Um, and now you've got a combination of Dorrance Armstrong, uh, Terrell Basham, um, Bradley, Bradley and I, and Chaun- Chauncey Golston uh, as your kind of other four backup defensive ends, along with, by the way, I guess I shouldn't forget him, uh, Zur Kamara is in that boat too. Uh, and who knows, he may be active this week because they're going to probably need all hands on deck to try to figure out some combination and some way to get uh, pressure on the opposing quarterback. Do you think they are uh, perusing practice squads around, especially since this is a multiple week and up to two month injury? Do you think that the uh, obviously the scouting department is up to speed on who what edge rushers are on practice squads around the league? There is one who was in camp with the Cowboys, Rondell Carter, who's on the Arizona practice squad right now. Right, and, and then also uh, they have a couple. Defensive ends on the practice squad. Uh, Breland Speaks, yep. I believe. And there's one more that's escaping my mind. Because uh, I remember looking and they had two uh, defensive. Oh, um, Austin. Austin, I can't say it. <laughs> Follow you. Follow you. Who was in uh, training camp and played in preseason right. games. Right. So Speaks, I think, has some. Weren't you a journalism major? I was not a pronunciation major. I I was a written print major. We didn't have to talk, right? Then I found out. So you're just a copy machine, man. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, So, what would you do? Well, here's one thing. And Mike McCarthy was asked about different people potentially used. As a defensive end, now it's not a full-time defensive end, but in the portion of practice we were able to watch, uh, Micah Parsons in the individual drills was not working with the linebackers. He was working with the defensive line. Which he has done throughout the preseason as well. He has spent time working with the defensive line. And a lot of that, and a lot of that is, is, and a lot of that is, you know, when he's playing, if they're in base defense and he's a 4-3 outside strong side linebacker, you know, they can rush him off the edge. So he has to kind of sharpen up his pass rush skills. You know, somebody say, well, they could start him. And I said, if you're playing a 4-3 and Micah Parsons, your strong side or weak side defensive end, and you're putting him there to rush the quarterback, he ain't going to get a chance to rush the quarterback because they're going to run right at his scrawny little butt. (laughs) That was Mickey who said that. I'm not putting a 246-pound guy with his hand on the ground against a 330-pound offensive tackle. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to run right at you. You didn't have to describe it that way. Well, okay. I was going to say skinny, 
He's scrawny at 240. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the first time ever anyone's ever called Micah Parsons scrawny. Okay. <laughs> that's like putting those little skinny safeties on the line of scrimmage last year, right? <laughs> okay. Well, it's not as bad as maybe uh, uh, Jordan Lewis, though. I mean, I, I don't think really, Spags, I don't think it's really out of the realm of possibilities that uh, uh, Micah can go in and, and – stifle a running play coming his way. He's quick enough. He's mean enough. He's sure enough, agile enough. Uh, I mean, you could have said that about, uh, God, who was uh, uh, DeMarcus, uh, the other DeMarcus we had. Uh, Where? He was small and scrawny. And D. D Ware, he was small and scrawny and, and did, did good Not work for long, him, though. So Not I, for long. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take this for, I'll take this for one game right now. For one game, I'll take the scrawny Michael Parsons uh, up against any, deep, any offensive lineman that the, the uh, Chargers have. And when you look at uh, Armstrong and all these guys, I'm hoping that we can have this culture like Baltimore Ravens say. Baltimore Ravens have always done with a lot of injuries, dealt with injuries all kind of personnel changes when it came to COVID and things of that nature. And they've always been very good, at least a little competent, with the next man up uh, philosophy. With the Cowboys, we have enough depth on this team. I think it's time for that culture to, to emerge for us. To, I mean, next man up, we don't worry about, yes, D-Law is out. I mean, come on, D-Law is out. I know that's rough. But look, we got Dorrance. And we've got Parsons. That's why we brought these guys in here. Let's see what Ghoston can do. Then we draft this guy. Yep. Let's see what our draft picks can do. Put these hungry guys in there, man, and let them work. I mean, Quinn's defense is made to where you can throw a lot of stuff at people and you can cover up a lot of uh, brawny 240-pound guys <laughs> and see how it works out. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the other thing. Somebody asked about Jalen. I don't know about Jalen lining up on the outside, but his best pass rush is in the gaps up the middle to me. That's where yes. he, he yes. was the best. Yes. And I think they've That's got true. some linebackers that they can use in that situation. All right. And with Parsons, he has experience rushing the passer. Right. Going back to That's high right. school high days. School. Yes. This is like deja vu all over again for Micah Parsons. You probably have heard the story that he told about his freshman year in high school. He was he was a backup, and you know he's a freshman. You know they're not. You don't typically have freshmen who will who will start on the varsity football team. Well, they had an injury on their defensive line, and so the coach puts Micah Parsons in there uh, to replace him, even though he was a scrawny linebacker. And what does he do? He came up with the game winning. Uh, Forrest fumble. I think it was a strip sack. I can't remember the exact uh, story, but I do know this. He went on his freshman year in high school to have 18 and a half sacks rushing the passer. The coach had no idea he could do that at the time. Okay? Whoa. (laughs) Right. As a freshman in high school. So you're looking for another Dak Prescott deal here? So here it is. It's deja vu all (laughs) over again where, okay, the – Former Pro Bowl defensive end goes down for the Cowboys, and and I'm not, and I agree with you. You don't you don't play Micah Parsons, you know, at defensive end uh, full time. He can play linebacker, but in yes, but in correct. pass rush yes. situations, right? Line him up at uh, at the edge and let him get after it. See, and here's the good thing about that: if they want him to do that, then if they still want to play their nickel. 
Then you got Keanu Neal and Leighton Vanderesh. Exactly. Vanderesh has played in that spot, and he his yeah, rookie nobody, year. Don't forget about Leighton. He was very he was very good at it. So uh, that's where your depth comes in. There's, and then with Dorrance Armstrong, by the way, you know it's one thing to be all Oxnard. Now it's time to be you know all all, all yeah, SoFi Stadium. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> And, and and let's see him step up. Hey, We've been hearing about like Dorrance, guys. Dorrance, Dorrance, so now it's his time. I'm excited about Dorrance, but it's just like Nate Newton always said. Same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. Getting back to the scrawny Parsons. When you have a 350-pound guy pulling around, he's got to keep up with that scrawny 240-pound linebacker. Right. Go. Quickness can sometimes overwhelm strength. So you got the big guy coming around there. Will he be agile enough to be able to handle the ferociousness and the, the, the uh, aggressiveness of, of Michael Parsons? That remains to be seen. All right. We're just getting started on this edition of uh, Mixed Shots. Do you have your reads? I do not. Okay. Mickey's going to go find <laughs> I got right his here. reads. I got right okay. here. Oh, good. That's yeah, what you were working yeah, on. All right. Everson's got the reads when we come back on Mix Shots in just a moment. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back, back to Mick Shots. Check out the new Miller Lighthouse located outside AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy yard games like cornhole, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders performances, beer gardens, and more. For more information, visit attstadium.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Miller Lighthouse, your tailgate just got jealous. 
Now, Cornhole was not on the read, but I'm now promoting Cornhole, cornhole. because I, I'm trying to get Everson Walls an appearance there. Uh, I'm acting as Don't Everson's agent since bill. he is the champion Cornhole uh, yes, guy. I caught here. that bill. So, Thank you. So, yeah, so yes. I'm thinking the marketing I'm people. Chris's butt. Yeah, I'm thinking the marketing people will want Everson <laughs> out there, and Cowboys fans can challenge Everson uh, either this Sunday when you can go out and it, the Miller Lighthouse will be open, a great place to watch the game on the multiple screens out there, or when the Cowboys come back home for the home opener a week from Monday against the Philadelphia Eagles and the greatest quarterback Gil Brandt has seen that went to Alabama and then transferred to Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, and by the way, hey, I'm, I'm bringing my own sacks. I'm bringing my personalized oh, sacks with right. me there for cornholing. I forgot. Uh, I forgot one injury. Leon Lett. Oh yeah, we need an update on He's, Leon he, Lett. <laughs> oh wow. It was what a, is happening with Leon? It was a quad tendon tear, mm. and he's out for Sunday's oh. game. Not going. I don't, they didn't. Yeah. He didn't say if he so needed. So who, who's going? Who's going to step in? Who's stepping in? Who's, who's well? Who's Aiden backup? Dirty is the <laughs> the other assistant defensive line coach. So if Quinn's upstairs, then um, Aiden's got more responsibility uh, on the ground. But yeah, he got hurt. Has, he he has, said he has got. Has ever had major surgery while he played? Uh, I, I think he had a knee once at least. Uh, so he has a torn quad, and he somehow got caught up in the sled. You know, he would stand on the sled, I think, when uh, they were doing those pass rush drills or whatever, and I don't know what went wrong, but uh, it looked bad when he was laying on the on the cart that when they brought him in. So, yeah, no, 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 Leon. Uh, oh, he and and by the way, he had surgery also. Uh, so Mike announced he's not traveling to L.A. And then there was no Donovan Wilson at practice either. Yeah, what's the story with Donovan yeah, Wilson? Yeah, he's got a sore groin that it, it looks Which like is, he it bothered him for a little it. bit. Yeah. yeah, remember the end of training camp. Uh, so, uh, so, but it looks like Malik Hooker's ready to go. So let's look at uh, since last Thursday. Yeah, so it's a week. It's been look a, at the, the, RI, the IR list. All right. So what's happened since last? Thursday. All right. Michael Gallup got hurt in the game. IR. All right. Uh, now, Donovan Wilson, I guess you could say he got hurt in the game, but um, he's not on IR. He's just not practicing. Right. Okay. So that was an aggravated injury coming out of the game. And then what aggravated everybody the next day was Lyle Collins being suspended for five games. Okay. That's two starters. And that aggravated not only him and his agent also. Right. And then Zach Martin comes back on Monday, but Randy Gregor, and so did Brandon Knight, uh, got activated on Monday and but uh Randy Gregory goes on the covid list. So that's Great. three starters. Okay. Uh, is that three or four? Four now. Four starters. We're going to count Mike, Michael Gallup, right? Uh, yeah, Gallup, Gallup, right. Gallup, Gallup Wilson, Gregory Wilson, and Collins and, and now we've got DeMarcus Lawrence. So there's five five, five starters that uh, started against Tampa Bay that are not going to be here this week. And Darian Thompson was kind of a starter on special, special teams. teams, and he's on practice squad IR. So it hasn't been a good week. No. No. It's uh, As a matter of fact, it's one of those deals where I suggested the other day, I said when Mike McCarthy – Lays his head on the pillow at night. He's got to be beating his head on the pillow going, why me? Mm. Last year, the offensive line. Now this year, the defensive line. 
So um, when you look at things, uh, you know, there's a reason that this team has so many linebackers. I mean, these are versatile guys, you know, and, and there's been a lot of talk about uh, snap counts from the Tampa Bay game and the fact that Parsons had around 50 snaps, Keanu Neal as well, and Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith were in the range of 15 snaps in that game. Jabril Cox is another guy that has shown some potential. But it gives this team some flexibility going forward uh, as they weather the storm of these injuries, don't you think? Yes, I think they've got some guys that can, uh, st- you know, obviously you're going to play Leighton Vander Esch significantly more snaps in this game, I bet. Uh, Jalen, uh, and then, even though the injuries have not occurred per se at right. the linebacker position, that, that's the thing with this defense and with defenses across the league now. These are more hybrid defenses. It's typically, even though they yes. may say it's a four-three, or another team may say they run a three-four. There's there's so many, especially when you're going to throw the ball fifty times. You know, uh, the Chargers threw it forty-seven times uh, the other day against Washington. You're in your nickel a, a whole lot. Um, you know, with a four-man front, and so, um, and there's different ways that you can use these linebackers. And it'll be interesting to see how uh, I was going to say San Diego, L.A. Chargers uh, attack the Cowboys' defense. You know, will they go three wide, or will they stay in a more traditional offense, uh, forcing the Cowboys into more of a base? But even some of their defensive ends. You know, you could look at them as stand-up outside linebackers, too, like uh, there Anai. You go. There you go, Spags. Anai you go. and Golson, yep. uh, who's ready to play. And even when Gregory uh, and Kamara, gets back. Yep. You know, because, you know, Kamara, now, now he's kind of small, right? It's thin. He's tall. Uh, he's an edge He's a pass he, rush he's specialist. He's an edge rusher. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have to lean on these guys, you know. And then and, and, and here's the deal, you know, score some points. You know, don't don't depend on your offense to hold somebody to 17 or 20 points. You know, you may have to score 30 to win. Hey, that, but that's the that's the mo of this defense, though, Spags. It's always going to be that until we change the culture. We're always going to play off of our uh, offense because it's going to be so powerful. It's usually going to uh, have all the the use up all the play clock. Uh, pretty much every game, so you're going to depend on that. So our defense is usually going to go out there, hopefully in the position, not like in Tampa, but hopefully in the position of uh, playing against an offense that had to react to our offensive success. I'm hoping that's, to me, that's going to be our best-case scenario. You start talking about the Chargers, you know, the Washington football team, they have uh, big guys up front. So you could imagine uh, Herbert going up there thinking about uh, pass uh, running the ball. How many times do you think he audibled from a running play to a passing play because you look at that front seven and you're thinking this is not going to work? The same way the Cowboys had to do when Dak had to change out. Also, the Cowboys did the same thing with uh, Brady. We allowed we 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 showed him a look. He audibled. I, I think they say the audible maybe 20 times from a pass. I'm sorry, from a running play to a passing play. And I think that's going to be the same thing in this game. We're going to force them to throw the ball because we're going to be doing all kind of goofy stuff up front. Probably no one will have their hands on the ground. And that, that can give a quarterback pause and cause him to audible a lot during the ball game. Yeah, and speaking of uh, 
the Chargers' defense, the, the Redskins did run for 126 yards. So, you know, Zeke, Pollard, maybe even Clement out of the backfield. Um, you know, he's a pretty good pass catcher, too. Uh, probably he might be the fastest one of the bunch. Now, I don't know if he's faster than Pollard, but, um, you know, he's, he's, he's got some elusiveness to him. I, I've got a question for you, Spags. Mm-hmm. I've got a question for you. Do you think that Todd Bowles came into the game saying we're not going to let Zeke control this game? We're going to see if Dak Prescott is as ready as he claims to be. So do you think they deliberately forced him to uh, call off run plays and audible to passing plays Uh, uh, just to see where he was at? I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely they did. Because they majority of the time they were playing a five-man front. And I mean five on the on the defensive line. So that spreads out. Right? If you want to get to the edge, the edge just got wider. Uh, and I think that I think he made that bet, and he almost lost it. Because I'm sure he was doing his... He, he, you know what? I'm, I'm sure he was using the hard knocks as his scouting report on Dak Prescott, right? Yeah. That and Phil Simms. I, can't, I just can't get over that one. <laughs> and they were both wrong. Yeah, well, because Phil was using his scouting report off of what he saw on Hard Knocks. You know, and I think the Cowboys purposely made sure that they didn't overexpose what Dak was doing in practice. We all saw it. We were there. They didn't. They had to go by word of mouth. Unless they had somebody in one of those condos over there in Oxnard overlooking the practice field. I don't think the Chargers have the ability or the personnel uh, to really stack the line against our running game. Uh, Even with the injuries that we have, if Zach Martin's coming back, and we think he is, he's going to be in great shape, I think we're going to try and feast off of their defensive line. Uh, And I'm hoping that Dak doesn't have to – I think I'm hoping that our passing game itself doesn't have to be so prominent in this game. I'm hoping we can – feed off that running game and control the clock on these guys and keep keep old Justin Gill's boy out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is interesting looking at the uh, Chargers defense. And maybe you want to uh, dive into the Chargers coming back here? Let's okay, do that. It's time for another break. Let's, uh, let's dive into the Chargers. It is an interesting uh, team that uh, is 1-0, trying to go to 2-0. and We'll get into that when we come back on Mixed Shots in just a moment. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. 
where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. To Mick Shots. And here we are. It's Thursday, and that means it's time to talk about the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. Look at Everson. He's scrambling to join. He put... (laughs) <laughs> he put pressure on himself just so that he can come through in the end. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. Really Look how good I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've. Uh, this is our final segment here. We got eleven minutes to uh, break down the Chargers a little bit. We're let's start with the injury report. We focus so much on the Cowboys injury report. What about the Chargers? Well, this injury report from yesterday shows that they had six guys that did not practice. Now, some of these guys could Mm. maybe they needed a day or so to make sure they got to Sunday. Uh, But one of their big injuries, Brian Bulaga, they're starting, uh, I think he's the right tackle. Yes, he is. Uh, 32 years old, uh, 12th season, and he's got a groin and a back. And I believe he left the game last week with a back injury. Yes, so that's a growing and the back. Yes. That is an old injury, right? That's too old right? injury. So that, that's that's pretty uh, that's a pretty significant one for them. So maybe one of these backup cowboy defensive ends can feast on a backup tackle. That, that ever so that is pretty much an old man's couple of injuries. Yeah, we we know we know that one. And then I believe these other guys are starters: Kyler uh, Frackle, Frackle, yep. outside. Another former Packer, just like Bulaga. A knee. Chris Harris Jr., starting corner with a shoulder. Derwin James, their star safety with a toe. Uh, so, yeah, they've got some guys that you would recognize that um, are, are suffering from some injuries. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on there. Okay. So would you like to look at their offense or their defense here? Uh, let's look at their defense okay. and go to how about, their offense. How about we start with Derwin James? Because uh, you mentioned him just now. That guy is a freak. Came out of Florida State athletically. Uh, He has been injury prone, though, in his career the last couple of years. He had a great rookie season, all-rookie team. Had three picks and three forced fumbles, three-and-a-half sacks uh, his rookie year. And looked like he was going to be a perennial pro bowler. And then he missed – guess what injury he had his second year? It was late in the preseason. He had a stress, stress fracture, fracture of the fifth, fifth metatarsal. metatarsal. 
<laughs> Fifth metatarsal, and he he missed three months. With it's it. the shoes. It's yeah. the shoes. They need to change the shoes now. Now, as we know, as we as Mickey has already cited early in the show, not all fifth metatarsals are made alike. Mickey's is much unlike uh, Demarcus Lawrence's, and uh, we hope that Demarcus Lawrence's because is Mickey unlike, is much unlike Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, period, and we hope that Demarcus Lawrence's fifth metatarsal is different than Derwin James' fifth metatarsal because James missed three months of the season when he had the fifth metatarsal uh, stress fracture that required surgery. He also missed all of last season with a torn meniscus, but he is back, and now you say he's on the injury report with a toe injury. He is. Another guy in their secondary to look out for, though, is Asante Samuel. And, of course, Everson, you're very familiar with his dad, four-time Pro Bowler Asante Samuel Sr., and uh, Samuel is a second-round draft pick, and uh, he played well last week against Washington, and uh, a lot of people really liked him in that second tier of cornerbacks who came out. He's not; he doesn't have the same size as the first-round guys that we uh, talked about, uh, Sertan as well as J.C. Horn. But uh, he was a playmaker at Florida State. Well, he might have to uh, get into the game if Chris Harris is. He's the other starting corner. Uh, and you never know. He's like I said. He's out with a, or list missed practice yesterday with a shoulder. And Michael Davis is their other corner. Now Samuel played 47 snaps, so he was their third corner, and he played 47 snaps against Washington last week. Also, one of their st- the other I mean, starting I've... safety, Nasir Adderley. Yes, he's on here too. By the way, with a, a groin. And you know who he's related to. Uh, Herb. That's right. He is Herb Adderley, Herb? the late wow. Herb Adderley's third cousin. Wow. How's this? <laughs> hey, Everson, how's this for the Packer connection with this Chargers team? Wow. They've got Herb Adderley's third cousin, Nasir Adderley, oh, they're starting free safety, and their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, he's Vince Lombardi's grandson. Wow. Come on, man. Come yes. on. This is too much. Yep. This is too much. This is this is set up for, for us to whip their asses. This is good. <laughs> All right. Now, by the way, this is going to be payback for the ice bowl. That's what this is. So they're they're <laughs> one of their starting inside linebackers. And help me if here if I'm, I'm wrong, but Kenneth Murray. Yes, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, number nine. Who played uh, Pee Wee football with C.D. Lamb in the Houston yep, area? He's Fort Bend Elkins High School, Everson. Oh wow. <laughs> He didn't wow. catch that. He didn't this, catch is, it. this is getting too freaky, guys. No, I didn't. What did I, what did I miss? No, Fort, Fort, I, I Fort Bend High School. school. He I had, had his high school, school for right? you. Elkins High School. Even if Kenneth it wasn't Murray. around here. Yeah. yeah. A place I never heard of. Yeah, only Bill knows these places. <laughs> That's the Houston area. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, up front, the guy that leaps off the screen. And so they've got stars at all three levels of their defense. Right. If you start with Derwin James on the back end, Kenneth Murray, uh, linebacker, and then up front, Joey Bosa, which brings us to the problem of hey right guys. tackle for the Cowboys. Before we move to that, uh, we have to look at, as we talk about these DBs they have, these cornerbacks, young cornerbacks coming in, uh, let's be real. We're talking about what we fear on the opposing team. They've got to be looking at Cooper. They've got to be looking at uh, C.D. Lamb and going, bruh, we got our work cut out for us. They've got to be looking at this passing game, whether it's, it's uh, 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 Schultz or whoever it is playing tight end, Jarwin. They've got to be thinking, guys, how are we going to hold these guys down so that we can st- – 
hold the points down. I mean, we always talk about the problems that we're having matchup-wise. They are going to have some serious problems with these young DBs, injured uh, safeties as well. They're going to have some problems with that, and the Cowboys are going to look forward to eating them alive. Mickey, I was looking. I, I was. I was looking at one of their. I was going to ask you. So, Bill, who's their other edge watch rusher? Well, the guy, the the starter at defensive end is Jerry Tillery. Yeah, okay. but there's a guy named Uchenna. Oh, <laughs> in, in, in Wosu. Yeah. Just stop. Just stop. He had four yeah, and a half sacks stop. last year. Now, Till- <laughs> Tillery is also a first-round draft. He was late first round. So one of the guys uh, that uh, McCarthy pointed out on their defense also was Linville Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, the defensive lineman. You know, and we're talking about Tampa Bay and what they had in their interior on their defensive line. Linville Joseph. He's a, two, a former two-time Pro Bowler. He also won a Super Bowl ring with the Giants. It's going back a decade now, nearly. Uh, but when you look at Linville Joseph, and now he's in his early 30s, he was a second-round pick of the Giants 11 years ago. And then he was with the Vikings before landing with the Chargers. But if you look at his measurables back at the Combine, 39 bench reps, okay, and let's see, he his vertical 31 and a half and an 8.6 broad jump. By on scouting terminology, if you total the bench, the vertical, and the broad jump and add those together and get above 70, those explosion explosion traits are through the roof. His is up near 80 with the 39 bench reps and a 31 and a half. Bird. This is Linville Joseph, and we're talking a man who's 330 pounds who, who has those kind of measurables. So I assume he's the nose tackle. Well, he moves, he moves pretty <laughs> – at least 11 years ago, he moved pretty well for a 330-pound man. But Justin Jones is their other inside starter uh, defensive line. He's 310 pounds. So, Everson, did you ever play on a 3-4 defense? Uh, Giants, yes. You did with the Giants. So how do you think teams tried to attack you when you had kind of those undersized outside linebackers? Well, see, that's the thing. Uh, the Giants never had undersized outside <laughs> linebackers. Right. That Parcells defense. They, they just didn't yeah. have it. You had that's Carl right. Banks and Lawrence Taylor, right? And then you in, inside, of course, uh, you had uh, Gary, Gary Reasons. Reasons was a great player, but he was lightweight when they brought in Steve Diossi, who was uh, – they were, they were attacking the bubble with Pepper Johnson. And, you know, after a weekend – with uh, Pepper and, and Diossi, they might check in. You know, their, their weight might be 240 or 250 listed, but by the time the weekend's done, they have been drinking and eating. They're up to like <laughs> 260. So, I mean, there's no guard that's going to be able to, to uh, stop them from bursting that bubble when they attack those guards. So nothing was inside. You had the big guys up front as far as the D linemen, and outside you have Banks 
NLT. And so, yeah, I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. And, and, then, and then you missed Terry Carson, right? <laughs> Terry Carson was gone I by did the time Harry, you, yes. you got to the Giants. And uh, he was 6'2", 237 pounds inside for uh, right. the Giants back then. All right, I want to get yeah. before and we... That, that, was, that, was under, uh, that was undersized as well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Not back then, though. Well, he, I'm saying he was about 250 game time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That the number was yeah. undersized. That was when he came into the league. He was 237. By the time he, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, this from Terrell Basham today. Okay, when asked about the prospects of facing Chargers right tackle Brian Bulaga, who, as we mentioned, is dealing with groin and back injuries, here's the quote from Basham. I played against Bulaga last year, and I had fun with it. I just remember hitting the quarterback a lot that day. (laughs) I told you when we first heard this guy do his first interview, I said, we need this guy to be good because we need to do interviews with him. Uh Well, you're getting your wish. Uh... Well, you know, and one of the things that he was really good at at Hard Knocks was imitating Demarcus Lawrence. Mm Mm-hmm. So if he can do his voice, can he do his pass rush? <laughs> That's a good. He point. was funny. <laughs> Everson, do you like it? Do you like guys who talk a good game like that? Yeah, I do, because uh, it, it really keeps it keeps you, um, you know, distracted from from how serious everything is. He kind of lightens things up, and if they're having a good game, then you really feed off of them. So let's hope he goes out there talking trash and has a good game. That'll fire up the entire huddle. It'll fire up the entire defense. If you're gonna talk the talk, you gotta, you gotta walk, walk the walk, walk right? That's walk right. Walk the walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that does it for this edition. We've talked the talk for the last 45 minutes, Mickey. Well, it sounds like we should uh, be able to see Jimmy here in a couple weeks because they're going to get their rings at the Eagles game. Oh, The okay. home opener. All right. So uh, all three guys, as a matter of fact. So it'll be good to. Uh, so Jimmy goes into the Ring of Honor that night. Oh, I don't know. he gets his he gets his Hall of Fame ring. Ah, I don't yeah. know about the Ring of Honor. One thing at a time, Jerry said. He doesn't want to spoil this That's year right. for him. That's Whoa, right. yeah, yeah, one thing at a time. Yeah, Hall of Fame first, then Ring of Honor. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> All right, that does it for this edition of Mix Shots, and we will talk at you again tomorrow when Mickey will walk the walk on a Friday, leading you up to game day on Sunday against the Chargers. See you Absolutely. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!